0: All right, we good to go? Let's do it. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Banthology. I am your host, Neil Fortran. and I'm joined this week by... Mike. And the one true Ben. unfortunately, is having some internet troubles. Um... He hasn't finished moving yet. Hopefully, he will. He maybe may or may not be joining us later in the, in the episode. We'll kind of see. But uh, such is life, and we still try to. We we have a schedule to keep. So even though I've been crap about t- about adhering to the schedule, sorry about that, everybody. Um. So uh, brain, make words go. <laughs> uh, I've had a long day. Uh. uh yeah, we're going to talk about game mods today. Game mods today. Gay odds is an entirely different thing, and that's what I th- swear I heard heard myself say the first time. Um, I don't think we're, I don't know if we're going to talk about that ever, but uh, I don't know. Maybe some, some maybe some future episode. Um, <laughs> but first, we have signal boosts per usual. Uh, Mike, what you got?
1: Yeah. So um, again, nothing that really needs a boost, but just kind of like what Mike's been playing or doing lately, kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, I uh, I signed up for the Nintendo Switch Online service, uh, which is uh, at first, I was like, "Eh, great." Now Nintendo's making people sign up for this crap, but it's not that bad. Relatively, it's it's 19.99 for a month instead of uh, 49.99, or I'm sorry, for a year rather, 19.99 for a year, as opposed to uh, like 49.99 for a year when you look at uh, Sony or Microsoft. Um, and so, you know, the the usual stuff, the uh, playing online and special offers, blah blah blah. But then also, it has a um, it's got the Nintendo and Super Nintendo um, library of curated games, which are legitimately, um, by and large, amazing games. I mean, of course, it's you know subjective. Like people like what they like, but they tend to be games that are pretty universally loved, popular.
0: Like Zero um, and uh, and Link to the Past.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I played a little. Uh, I played a little Punch Out, the original Punch Out, which was a nice little stroll down memory lane. I'm <laughs> sure I'll finish. Uh, Playing through that at some point, uh, I just played a little bit to see how it played, and pretty smooth. Um, and then, yeah, I actually played some, some Link to the Past, and um, yeah, I man, I love that game. Um, but it was weird. The only gripe I had was um, on Link to the Past uh, on the Nintendo Switch um, Pro Controller, like you you're hitting the B button instead of the A button to swing your sword, like. I've had over like 20 years of muscle memory telling me that I should be hitting the button on the on the right bottom set of buttons. So it took me a while to. Uh, to you not always hit the, hit the button. B button. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember it being the B button.
0: A button was was uh, was the Pegasus Boots. Huh. Trust they me, did. Link to the Past is my second favorite Zelda game. I play. Well, that's, I weird play than, regularly. that's weird regularly
1: because. Uh, both Lacey and I have the exact same reaction. We both like felt that it was off. Now, I don't
0: know whether the Pro controller is is laid out like the uh, like the original SNES controller. That's something I couldn't say. No, th-
1: yeah, that's what I th- uh, that's why I think the issue is the buttons may have been the same, but I think the, the how the buttons were positioned. Mm-hmm were different on the original SNES controller. So yeah. I think that may be the issue there. But anyway, it was kind of weird at first but got used to it. But yeah, it's it's cool uh, and there's some there's some um, kind of like some interesting modern like conveniences or spins on it like for example You've got the, the save cloud um, mm-hmm. going on, keeping everything saved, and you can you can like create a certain save point in the cloud or whatever for games that don't traditionally save. And um, you can play any of the games that are uh, that are multiplayer. You can play online with other people. And um, there's some games in there that didn't get a wide release, like Star Fox Two. Uh, yeah no and um yeah just really awesome now granted t- to be fair um i was talking about it being you know much cheaper and having this per stuff, but it doesn't have actual like relatively new game uh mm-hmm. releases where you just you know you just download it as yours like on um xbox and playstation you have the you know the few games that they put out every month that that are yep. actually modern games and you just Download them and have them. You don't have to be subscribed to the service, but it's still pretty inexpensive and seems pretty smooth. I haven't mm-hmm. actually uh, played anything online yet, um, but we'll see how that goes. I'm sure I'll be doing some Smash Brothers online stuff like that. But yeah, I've been having a blast with the Switch so far, and so is Lacey. And um, the um, also the the uh, downloadable content for Breath of the Wild is is pretty awesome too. Some really cool armor and there's a motorcycle challenge mode. Yeah, there's all sorts of crazy shit. <laughs> So yeah, basically just a thumbs up to the the switch online and to the uh, to the DLC for Breath of Wild, and then also uh, had this thing show up in my feed recently. As, earlier today, as a matter of fact, there is the brick roll, which, as one can imagine, is the Lego version of the Rick roll because we don't have enough versions of the Rick roll yet, apparently.
0: Links on the website, and if you visit <laughs> anything that we that we that we recommend, tell them we sent you.
1: And it's not technically a rickroll if we are intentionally sending you to a rickroll. And that that's is what true. you expect. <laughs> that's kind of like Schrodinger's rickroll, right? Like it's a rickroll, but it's not a rickroll?
0: Yeah, something.
1: <laughs> something like that. Anyway, that's, that's all I got this time. Not a whole lot.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't have too very much either. Uh, if, if you heard me madly typing away uh, there for a second, I was checking. And yeah, I, I it has always been the B button. And the uh, controller layout is the same across the board so you and Lacey are just crazy. Huh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's fair. It was uh it was the A button if you played it on the uh, uh no, it was a B button if you played it on the Game Boy Advance too. So, I really don't know. Oh well, anyhow. Um I have uh I have been playing a whole heck of a lot of Path of Exile again still. Again, whatever you want to call it, um Harvest League is a lot of fun because you got deterministic crafting. You can you can you can purposefully make the items that you want as opposed to kind of having to really try hard to get the kind of items you want and fail and brick items and waste a lot of currency and all that and all that nonsense like you unless you are being unless you're kind of being stupid you can't really brick items uh in harvest um which makes me very happy um I'm currently running around with better gear than I've probably had in any other league I've, I, that I've ever played in, and I've been playing since Essence, um, which means words. nothing to most people, but uh, if you've played Path of Exile, you know what I mean.
1: Those are indeed words. Mm-hmm. It's like when people that are into Magic the Gathering talk about some expansion, like, oh, I've been playing since blah, 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 and I'm like... I've been playing right. since... That's a word. Well,
0: technically I've been playing some, playing uh, since, uh, since Time Spiral, but... My collection goes back all the way to all, all the way to fourth at this point. So, case in point, because of course I play Magic: The Gathering. Uh, and my YouTube thing, because I always try to find some interesting thing on YouTube, is uh, the Detail Geek. Um, he details cars like we're talking about, like not not minuscule details, but like he he cleans very dirty vehicles, and it is in it is very like. The the word gets overused, but the best the, the best piece of terminology I can think of is it's very satisfying to watch. Because you get to see these cars go from crazy filthy to, well, as close to showroom quality as you can get unless you unless you like repaint the thing. Because um, he doesn't he doesn't do paint, but he but he man does he clean the cars. Um,
1: so to borrow a term then from our topic, it's a total conversion.
0: Um Technically, I world. think he's really just... Re, 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 I, th, I, I would call this actually really just more sort of him upping the textures.
1: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I guess that's a good analogy. <laughs> upscaling, is that that, that would be yeah. the term? <laughs> yeah, he's upscaling the cars.
0: Yeah, so today we're going to talk about game mods. Um, and uh, spoiler of the of the whatever you want to call it. The spoiler yeah. of the episode, Fortnite. Yeah, spoiler of the Fortnite. And is the Fortnite still not as good a game as a lot of people know um uh, <laughs> i'm gonna keep making that joke like every time at this point aren't i um but no bethesda keeps trying to make paid mods a, a thing and nobody's having it but they're gonna keep trying
1: bethesda stop trying to make fetch happen it's not going to happen
0: yeah this is not roads ahead or is it streets ahead now i, now I gotta now i can't remember it's sad when you try to reference something and then probably fail the reference all good streets ahead i think it was yeah it was streets ahead not roads ahead uh it's, it's a reference to community by the way which is a great show indeed um and it's on netflix so hey i can shout that out too um so game mods um
1: what was the first game mod that you that you uh that you remember playing mike that's funny i was about to ask the same question i will start um i think for me let's see um i don't think well game genie type stuff doesn't really count because you're just taking what's already there and fucking with the code uh, yeah, like <laughs> that, that was like that, that was a it was a precursor that, that is
0: that is definitely like that's like proto game modding right like, yeah like because those especially those were third-party uh tools Devices, like it was right. it was it was hex injection yeah it's really actually kind of kind of cool stuff uh
1: but yeah, I'd say that's that's the first thing that was in the neighborhood was mm-hmm. uh, Game Genie for the the uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo. There was mm-hmm. I remember the one that was like Mario Brothers. It would let you do the thing where you jump and you like jump forever, and they called it like moonwalking. Mm-hmm. And then you like jump over the flag and just run forever and then die because you couldn't go anywhere at that point. Yeah, <laughs> actually touch the flag to in uh, the level.
0: You know there um, are a couple levels where you can do that legitimately. Hey, we got a Ben. A
1: wild Ben
2: appeared. Hello, boys. Hey, hey. Sort your internet out, out did you? Uh, well, like I said in the message that I replied to you, I just got home.
1: Ah, okay. Well. We'll see how it so... goes. Let me catch up real quick. We did signal okay. boosts, and we just started on the main topic, um, and um, we were just talking about our, our first experience with the game mod. I was actually talking about kind of proto-mod stuff, which is the whole... Game Genie and all those little, you know, third party things where you could have weird effects on the game or infinite lives or infinite ammo or whatever, mm-hmm. um, kind of like hardware cheat codes. Also, um, for okay, any, so any I think everybody's
2: to... <laughs> right. Well, okay, so really, um, I guess everybody's first game mod is the code.
1: Well, th- I, I that's think it, that's well, well. So that's not not really
0: a mod. I would say no I would not say that because that is yeah, that was actually developer intended as opposed to a mod like the different there's a differentiation between something that was in the game program already to be found, a cheat, versus a Uh mod where you are in where you are actually purposefully uh injecting things
1: yeah codes also, are different
0: also in, in you're technically wrong in any case because i had a game genie before i ever played mm-hmm. radius or contra radius by the way was the first game that actually featured the konami code ah
1: okay that so, was my so... first cheat code though was doing the, the konami code oh, on yeah. You, uh, Contra.
0: yeah, you, you gotta respect the code right Above, put, down, down. that's kind of where it all started right.
1: and those games are on the uh on the nintendo switch online library by the way right
2: so guys i I want to share something this is my personal signal boost uh tonight uh because i'm out in my backyard uh on my phone and i can see the tail of comet neo wise Uh,
1: yeah nice
2: It is very faint, but it is there in the sky.
0: I remember getting worked up about the Hale-Bopp comet a while back.
2: Yeah, there were some other people who got a little worked up over that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, well,
0: not not that kind of worked up, but still.
2: I remember thinking it was really
0: cool because it was a very, very visible comet.
2: Right. And right now, this one's just very faint, but it's a tail that just is out there. And it's very, and... uh, Sorry, go ahead, Ben. uh, Go ahead. Uh... And, and just below the bowl to the left of the Big Dipper. Um, so the new moon is just this orange sliver in the sky and in just all, you know part way at the horizon I can see I can see the tail of the comet.
0: Mm-hmm. So. And astronomically speaking, it came very close to hitting Earth right Like uh, keep in mind that's astronomically speaking it was still right. hundreds of thousands of miles away but <laughs> yeah
1: it's all relative <laughs> right? Yeah. <Look> at that. <laughs>
0: It's one of those uh, things that that the only reason we know about this comet is because um, one of the main reasons we, we know about this comet is because we detected it as part of a, as part of NASA's things that might hit us um, sensors. Uh. Right. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. So we yeah, besides um, besides the game genie type stuff, I think my first um, my first game mod would be. Pr- um, I think Counter-Strike would probably be it because the the mm-hmm. Half-Life mods were like when I really started playing a lot of mods and stuff. The original Half-Life, and I think I'm. It's been so long. It's hard to remember the exact order of experiencing them, but there was a um, there was a. a A place, a a business called Springfield Power Games, uh, pouring out for my homies. That was a fun place back in the day. Uh, Local area network arcade, kind of pay-by-the-hour kind of place. And um, I played a lot of Counter-Strike and other Half-Life and Half-Life adjacent games there. And that's when the mod was brand new. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was, I want to say, I don't remember exactly when, but some point in like 1999, Counter-Strike first came out. Um, but yeah, that was my first big mod experience was, was Counter-Strike. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was ridiculously fun. And, um, of course, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> very rough around the edges at first, yep. um, with like, you know, certain bugs or glitches and the fact that, uh, you could, uh, before they introduced a knife in Beta 3, <laughs> that you could conceivably run out of bullets and have no way to kill each other. So you'd have to do a Thelma and Louise thing and jump off the cliff to start the next match.
2: That
0: blows my mind. Um, <laughs> Yeah like how especially since like a knife is like the sort of like the ubiquitous thing in or some in, kind
1: uh, of melee attack of some kind yeah. they didn't program in anything besides the guns yes. and ammo in the first beta that was just it's mm-hmm. kind of oh, yeah
0: weird. the knife the, the melee. yes the melee attack okay. the thing that you can do as a last-ditch effort when you're out of bullets not that everyone, not that people really? run into bullets anymore, but
1: well, I mean, Half Life had the crowbar, which again is yeah. one of the most famous melee weapons because it was very satisfying and effective.
0: It, it, I mean, I will admit that part of the reason that that there is a crowbar in my, uh, in my sort of in my zombie plan is half due to Half Life, half due, but yeah. but also because, like, speaking <laughs> realistically, yeah, speaking realistically, a uh, crowbar is actually one of the like. You want if if you're gonna carry something that that you that is gonna be a last-ditch melee, you also want to carry something with utility, and crowbars fit that bill very nicely. Right. Like there's there is reasoning behind it, but at the same time, also it it's a crowbar. Nails. Yeah, you can remove nails. You can right. open doors. So, uh, oh, okay. So
2: <laughs> other other more famous months
1: before I actually got in. Into- the mods, the flashlight. One more time, Ben, you're distorted.
0: Yeah.
1: We're losing you. We, I couldn't make it
0: yeah, I could not make out what you said there.
1: Why, why don't you go next and uh, yeah, see if Ben yeah. can...
0: You left and, and may come back. Um. So I got I got into PC gaming a, l- a little bit later than... Because game mods are, are, up until very recently, almost entirely the purview of, of PC gaming. Um, right. I got into PC kind of late in that I didn't get I didn't have a gaming computer really I I didn't have a gaming computer really until uh, until uh, I graduated high school my grandfather got me a top end PC as a as a graduation present slash you're going to college you could probably use a computer Um, and so the first mod that I remember playing with was um, uh, was mods for uh, The Sims 2 because my brother had that on his computer and I played it when he visited from college. I remember modthesims.net
1: yeah, that game was uh, or that franchise, I should say, um, has, you know, <laughs> has some of the largest numbers of mods, which makes sense because the game in and of itself is basically a virtual dollhouse. So, of mm-hmm. course, you're going to have people like, you know, wanting to do their own thing or Heck, change they mod the Sims
0: dot info still exists. Yep. They've changed to dot info as opposed to dot net, but they've got mods for Sims 3, Sims 2 and Sims 4
1: oh another one from that era i remember um because i this was back when i was uh still subscribing to to pc gamer and uh back when it was really good i think around the beginning of the 21st century um there was uh somebody had done a max Payne mod and it was the matrix lobby shootout scene from the first matrix movie and nice. you know obviously that's perfect because max Payne was the whole bullet time thing you know yep. uh that was shortly after the matrix and became mm-hmm. you know kind of a a gaming staple, and they they just did it so well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that was ridiculously fun. Uh, That was very (laughs) replayable, too, like, trying all the different weapons and approaches and the shoot dodges and stuff. Oh, uh, another thing, too, I got in a PC Gamer demo disk was the mod, uh, single-player mod, They Hunger for Half-Life, which was like a creepy, scary, zombie kind of thing that was done really well with like the lighting and the sound effects and ambient sound and everything. Mm That was really good. That wound up having a few like a few volumes or parts or whatever they called it because it was so popular.
0: Yeah. So Ben, you're back. Can we hear you now?
1: That says he can't get back in on the oh, green room. Goodness. I uh, don't know if he can hear us or not. Yeah.
0: You show us. He shows us in. He shows us um, in. Yeah. Let's disconnect him and see if he can reconnect now.
1: Oh. But yeah, I remember around around that period of time is. uh um, when I, I tried a lot of different mods, because Counter-Strike kind of opened the floodgates. You know, there was, of course, we talked about Day of Defeat in a previous mm-hmm. episode. Um, and yep. several of the more popular mods, like obviously Counter-Strike and Day of Defeat, got a, a Source version when Half-Life 2 yeah. came out. Yeah, and, that was, mods for that, and that was why
0: I didn't include those. Well, I played the absolute hell out of Counter-Strike Source. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was no longer a mod. They, yeah. Val, Valve bought, right. essentially... Like well, they didn't buy the rights. They they hired the developers and said, right. "Hey, uh, now you now you're gonna make money right <laughs> um, from this mod." Like that that that's about the only way I can say you can do paid mods back. correctly.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, welcome back. Welcome I'm back. back. We better,
0: a bit. All yes.
2: Right. So okay, so what I was talking about is the flashlight mod for.
0: Doom. Oh yeah, Doom three, right? Doom three's flashlight mod. Well, it wasn't even the flat. It was colloquially referred to, as I recall, as the, the duct, duct tape, tape mod. On. Yeah. <laughs> it was so popular it actually got bundled yeah. in with the BFG edition of uh, of Doom three because it was like, yeah, why is it that you right. don't just have a flashlight on your gun?
1: As yeah, a badass marine, but he's never heard of a tach light before. Exactly. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Now right. Ben is on a delay.
2: You know, his yeah, his core <laughs> has never before. Yep. I've always been on the delay, guys.
0: You just play it off uh, better, yeah. like it's noticeable now, but oh well. <laughs> One of these days you will move.
2: <laughs> not long uh, now. Uh, they got, <laughs> got uh yeah. Yeah, not long now. They got the uh, uh some of the plumbing in and, in, and ready to go and everything. So yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so so I know that, that yeah. Ben and I we're is we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, that Ben and I I's our uh, one of some of our main interactions with uh with modding here recently at least has been um with Bethesda games. Um like as much as I will rag on them for trying to make oh, paid yeah. mods a thing, because they try to make paid mods a thing, um modding the hell yeah. out of Fallout Four and Skyrim and such is a lot of fun. And there's there are very, very oh, very active mod communities for them.
2: Yeah.
0: I get most of my mods from the Nexus.
2: Um, so, and uh, yeah, I get most of mine from from uh, from the uh, from this mod community, and then mm-hmm. also from the uh, uh, from the their Steamworks. official.
0: Yeah, so yeah. he gets a lot of his from Bethesda.net, uh, which. You know the f- ones that are free are fine. I've no I've no complaints about them making mod integration easier. It's only when they start to try to make mod integration greedy. Right.
2: Right. Um. So yeah, and I, I've got now the, the one the one I've liked the most. Neil, you might enjoy this one. Uh, you may already have it. It's the four is the machine and her.
1: Which game? Fallout, Fallout 4. 4. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's called the machine and her. It introduces a fully voiced companion. And uh, a fully flat, a very good uh, quest line. I never really did
0: much with uh, with companion quests. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Um, it's on the Nexus, mm-hmm. which is where I get all my mods. But uh... yeah, it's
2: huge. Uh, and Cat is a great little companion. She's basically so supposed to end up being. She's non-romanceable. She's more like a teenager who is learning from you. So she will she will, uh, her AI will basically learn from you.
1: I learned it from watching you.
2: Exactly. I mean, that is exactly it. Um, so, yeah, it is a, um, it's a, it's a very um, in, engaging storyline.
0: Well, this particular companion would learn to sneak around and shoot everything with silenced shotguns, because that makes sense.
1: <laughs> hey,
2: I've got a silenced shotgun.
0: I've got a silenced oh, go explosive a... shotgun. <laughs> it, <laughs> shoots ex- explosive. Round. Now, <laughs> it shoots Quiet explosive rounds.
2: That's good.
0: It shoots explosive rounds and it's silenced. And although, it know, a <laughs> full rounds hit. Um, yeah. And it is, and since you can name your weapons in that game, I have named it my boomstick. Boomstick.
1: Um, <laughs> silent <laughs> but deadly.
0: Because, <laughs> SPD, you know, yeah. you shoot something and um, it dies. A lot very dead, of hard, very messily. Yeah, like because each they're, they're, because it, it's like mods can fix a lot of bugs, and they haven't bothered to fix this one, which is the explosive mod on a shotgun affects every single pellet that the shotgun fires, so each one mm-hmm. explodes and deals regular explosive damage, like it was an ex- uh, explosive like. Okay, that's rifle.
1: just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes,
1: you're right. So it's an I win button, basically. By using a little bit,
0: like a but I mean at this point in the game, I at, at this point in, in my continuation of the game, I've I I had won well before I had gotten that anyway. Yeah, because I had mm-hmm. maxed out my ability to sneak, and I had a. Decently silenced pistol before that, and pistols don't have a pr- particularly bad, af- of, like, fall off at effective range. So you know, I'd people with my silenced pistol. The games aren't yeah. exactly realistic. Uh, if you've right. listened to any of our right. talks about, uh, uh, it is worth
1: mentioning. Game. There are mods that focus on making them more realistic. Though. This is true. Yeah,
0: you can, like, that. That is kind of the beauty of, of the modding scene. You if if you if if you want it, it like. Rule, rule 12 of the Nexus, if
1: you're looking for it, there's probably a mod of it.
2: Yep, yep. Rule 31, if you're looking for it, there's a mod
1: of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has well, to be with yeah, like then, helping the survival aspects of the game or making weapons uh, mm-hmm. behave more realistically and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, or um, like a big one in Fallout 4 is bringing things over from other versions of Fallout. So like mm-hmm. in Fallout 4, you can there's a mod that you can bring over. It's like Wasteland Imports or you can bring shit over from fallout three mm-hmm. um and you know bring over food from fallout three and weapons and stuff like that mm-hmm. so you know uh but yeah one of the, some of the ones i like are the ones that can bring you know tactical uh weapons in from modern day stuff mm-hmm. uh, i have one that gives you um dragon skin uh, tactical vests and and uh, arm plates and things like that that's one of my favorites visually it's just one of my favorites uh, there's one for if you're I, I ran across one I was looking at uh, um, for Celine basically it's Celine's um, bodysuit and gun but that gun is like way way overpowered um, but you know I was like if you want to have if you want to have female NPCs running around a black leather bodysuits cool uh, well I it found should one be for point- day that I, I, I
0: uh-huh. So it should be pointed out that uh, in the modding community, Rule Thirty Four is pretty well uh, established as well.
2: Um, right, Bethesda. but you don't see a lot of that on Bethesda's net.
0: No, so. you don't see any any AO stuff on Bethesda.net. Uh, you see some on the Nexus, but if you really want to get into the squicky stuff, you have to go to Lover's Lab.
2: <laughs>
1: we talked know about this earlier, so that's probably bears mentioning how there's oh, <laughs> sure about uh, a billion yes. of those, considering the fact that. Without mods, it's whenever sims have sex. It's just simply like a bunch of... Uh, it's kind of like uh, when a cartoon characters are getting into a fight and there's all the dust uh, going around. It's right. similar to that effect. And there's little I cries under the covers. me, or Yahoo, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And giggling, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So you are aware, Ben. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there is a mod to in- to insert your gun into uh, Fallout 4. The My Mosin, the
2: Oh, the Mosin again? Yes. Yep. There's also one for the M1 Garand. Uh, mm-hmm. There is one for the M14. One of my favorites. Uh, it's a, my gun. I have more than one. Uh, and then the uh, the one I, I associate with you most, right? Re- uh, P99. Yep. <laughs> uh, they have one for the P99, the Walther P99. Nice mm-hmm. little gun. Uh, they have one for John Wick's gun. Mm, they have they a do. John Wick's. They have a John Wick suit that has just insane like 350 points of armor mm-hmm. i have that one because you can find dressers that will have you know john weeks suits and, and such like that in them i will get like a dozen of them i'll just find a dozen of them and i will put one on every person in my Uh in <laughs> in um, in uh so cool. uh sanctuary hills and then I like a whole uh, there's one Hux modern... going on. right there's one i like uh Skibata's tactical weapon when that one has a bunch of good stuff including you know modern you know um a lot of those eh, i'm not so big on um you know they have this one massive walther sniper rifle problem is with it is that it is so unsteady you know when you're sighting down it, it's like oh i ran away with crosshairs to get on what i want even when you hold your breath you're still dealing with any anyway. mm-hmm. but um they have hair ones that's one of the ones i like the most is because you know it was a certain point i was like you know I, I don't like anything that they have um you know it's like they have hair that goes to shoulder length and that's it <laughs> and it's like well, you know, they, they have, there are other, there, there are other, other I care. Um, and then, oh, what are some of my other favorite ones? They have one where you can, uh, in that one, where you can um, have more control over the settlements, but I dump those after, I dump those after a while. You what? Oh, I just agreeing with you. Oh, yeah. Um. So, now Skyrim is another one I mod the hell out of. Yep.
0: Bethesda games in general are, are ripe modding territory. I' am reminded of, uh, of two very, very uh, important mods. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're both dragon mods for Skyrim. One turns uh, all of the dragon ter- turns um, all of the dragons into Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> and anytime they breathe fire, they go "Ooh!" <laughs> <laughs> which is important.
1: That's great. Um, but
0: even better That's than great. that is the one that turns all dragons into Thomas the Tank engine.
1: Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs>
0: the level of absurdity you could get with a, with I, a heavily I tend to try modded to stay,
2: game. Think a little more realistic. I, I do too, but yeah. but I would so have to spend the favorites fuck around, though. for that one is the Dolvikins Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a Hobbit mod. You can make uh, you can make hobbits. Thomas the Tank Engine thing reminds me of that scene from Ant Man. Where there's the giant, <laughs> fucking Thomas the, Thomas tank. the tank Engine, and the, and the big fight scene is great. Right? Yeah.
2: Right.
0: Well, I, yeah. I'm willing to bet because the the mod is actually older than that. Like the mod is, the, the, that mod was was getting traction when I was still in college. I'm willing to bet that actually probably the mod influenced the. Uh,
1: it wouldn't surprise
0: me. The scene. I
1: Movie. mean, hell, Skyrim right. came out in right. twenty eleven,
0: and then it came out again in twenty. 20- oh. <laughs> yeah, I should right. hold
1: on. Let me correct myself. It came out for the first time in twenty eleven.
0: Yeah, it come. Right. It, the the, the it, and, Skyrim uh, releases like once every few years. Every there's another years Skyrim. Or so. Yep.
2: Yep. Right. Game of the year. So, and I like some of the some of the actual DLC mods that come with mm-hmm. it, uh, which we actually talked about one uh, Hearthfire um, Mm -hmm. you know, which lets you kind of sim it, but then there's Dawn guard, which introduces crossbows, Mm -hmm. which are
0: fucking, well, it should be pointed out once again, that that there, there's that, that's another delineation needs to be made. Expansions and DLC are not Mm -hmm. like the, the difference between a mod and DLC primarily
2: is who's releasing it.
1: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: Is who makes it. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I'm saying it's like, um, but yeah, there's, uh, there's a mod in there for a demon race. Um, I went to go find that a tiefling character that I was playing, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've got. But uh, well, I think one of my favorite ones that I always look for is uh, uh, I think it's the uh, uh, Dovahkiin Sanctuary. It's a uh, it's a house that uh, that crops up that you inherit, as it were. That's uh, just it's not far from Riften, and it's got a lot of cool stuff in it. See, I like locations and weapons. I have one for making yeah. rapiers, which you know do damage like sword, but swing like daggers was
0: fun huh i said that's fun
2: yeah yeah they they're fast that's um, another
1: cool thing about mods is if you like you have a particular weapon or weapon style that you that you like but mm-hmm. isn't really represented in the game yeah. well you can fix that or if you have mm-hmm. like um if you have a gun that's effective but you think that the animation or skin is stupid or slow or whatever then you can mm-hmm. replace it with the mod and still use the effective weapon but have it be the weapon you want look cool sound cool, right doesn't. yeah it looks like the
2: one you want. yeah Exactly. Exactly.
1: It's kind of like D and D. Use an analogy. It's like D and D or, a, or a, you know, a Pathfinder, or some other role-playing game where you like you like a weapon because it's just a cool weapon, but like rules is written, it mm-hmm. doesn't you know <laughs> doesn't work that way. You can just have a DM be like, hey, congratulations. Now this weapon that works like this is now the weapon you want it to be because imagination. Right.
2: Uh. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, one of the uh, you know what I like uh, for uh, Fallout. Um, is basically it use when you put suppressors on weapons, unlike the normal weapons, um, with it with this mod, it reduces the damage. A realistic thing because suppressors, you know, suppressors the way they work, so
1: less velocity, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. So, hmm? so I'm reminded of, uh, hang on just a second, hang on, hang on a second, guys. Okay,
1: yeah, fine. So I,
0: I am reminded of, uh, <sighs> Well, what was I remem- reminded of? I lost my train of thought. Um,
1: You're a Thomas tank engine.
0: Oh no, no, I'm reminded of of, of uh, one of the more bizarre total total game conversion mods I've seen, which was uh, which was a game called uh, Checks Quest.
1: I remember that game.
0: Which came free um, in bowls of of no, uh, uh, okay of rice, corn, and or wheat checks back in the nineties, early aughts. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, it, was, it was a nineties thing, I think.
0: Um, and what Chex quest was was a total conversion of Doom.
1: <laughs> it was legitimately fun. It was short as hell, but I mean, hey, it was a it was free first, game that you well, it got the box conversion of,
0: of the of the first, I think, six levels of Doom. Yeah. Um, what's really That's great awesome breakfasty thing? Yeah. What what what's really great about it is um what one of the one of the one of the, one of the great things about it is um you can um if you put in the Doom level select code. Mm-hmm. And tell it to go to a level past the levels that you, um, that, that were actually converted. It'll load the Doom level with the enemy texture, with with the, with the, uh, with the enemy textures, um, from ChexQuest. Quest. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and, and <laughs> like the weapon texture. So, like, you're suddenly in hell, but you're, but you're fighting the, uh, what were they called? They were the Phlemoids um
1: yeah Yeah, and uh, also all the all the what now the flamoids yeah
0: also the uh the this the standard original uh doom code still worked so you know i i can't remember any like i didn't actually play doom but
1: i played a a crap load of doom too i don't know if which uh codes were the same but i remember a lot like. Um, ID clip was walking through mm-hmm. walls. IDD DQD was God mode. IDKFA IDD, was get all yep. weapons and full ammo for all of them. Yep, yeah, and those,
0: those were the same, yes. And um, those still work in check's Quest. I
1: also remember uh, in check's Quest, your melee Hang weapon is a spoon. It's just a spoon.
0: Uh, but the chainsaw is a is an electric spork. <laughs> That's fantastic. An electric spork. Yes, an electric yes. spork. Um, and. It actually checks what what most people don't realize is, ChexQuest Quest actually got sequels, two and three, um, <laughs> that were less total conversions and more um, and more like like they still were running on the Doom engine, but they were less um, they were they were using less uh, like less original like because ChexQuest Quest all, pretty much just retextured original Doom maps, um, where the first one, whereas two and three were were more slightly their own thing
1: right it's funny you bring that up because uh on my on my subscription feed on youtube some streamer was playing checks quest it was like so-and-so plays checks quest i'm like really checks quest like <laughs> that just seems so random to me hilarious yeah so now at one point someone was completely redoing uh the opening lost you. we're losing you. redoing the opening of what the
0: opening to something
1: Talk About a dramatic pause. Um, tum, tum. Speaking of openings, it reminds me of like opening cinematics, and which in turn reminds me of how great would it be to have a mod for some of the games with unskippable cutscenes to actually skip the fucking cutscenes. <laughs> uh, like the first, Kingdom I'd buy Hearts that for a game. dollar.
0: <laughs> so like, I, I, I like Kingdom Hearts, but that first, ga- the first Kingdom Hearts game just has so many bad cutscenes. Welcome back, Ben, again.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any. I any mean, of what i said came through where, uh sometimes modders will do so much work they end up getting games yeah sometimes modders uh you know mods actually end up being so on someone's uh, resume
0: i mean like the people who made counter-strike just straight up got hired by valve right. that was like hey you want to just make games for us now <laughs> yeah by the way you want to sell counter-strike on our right. new sales platform called steam That's- well, and some of that
1: stuff too that also uh, contributed so, to the whole you know competitive gaming esports scene because Counter Strike was like the the it game for yeah. uh, for a very long time and is still popular to an extent but is long past its prime. <laughs> right. Of course yes, now now it's all about days. the MOBAs, and yeah. MOBAs and battle royale games these days.
0: And that, that you know, brings us to um, like PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds was
1: a mod of uh, I think it was what Arma. Originally, I have no idea because I've never played the game. I've just seen a lot of other people playing it on my friends list. Give right. me a second
0: here. I know that PUBG was original was was a was originally a mod. Um At least I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. Yes, it was in fact an Arma 2 mod. Well, so it was a mod of a mod because it was because huh. it was he uh, made the I'm the, sure. the person the person who made uh, made PUBG. Uh, originally made a mod of DayZ uh, called Battle Royale, huh. um, which DayZ Battle Royale was an Arma 2 mod because DayZ was an Arma 2 mod. So <laughs> it was a mod the, of the a mod. Russian
1: nesting doll wow. mods. Let yes. me mod see if section. I have this straight. Arma 2. <laughs> yeah, modception. That's an actual. Yeah, Arma 2, the actual <laughs> yeah. regular full game. Then there's yeah. a mod of it, DayZ, which later, not to be confused with the actual full release of a game of the same name later because it was so popular, but yep. the mod daisy of Armit 2 then got mm-hmm. modded in turn by the dude who did player uh player unknown battleground, which was the mod, which then mm-hmm. became a full game in it, in and it of its own. Yeah, I get all that right? That okay. is correct.
0: <laughs> and the MOBA genre is uh is Hello Defense of the Ancients. Or
1: Dota as it is colloquially.
0: Yes, known. The, yep. the wildly popular and influ and the while the most probably the most influential um mod of um of anything of, probably the most influential yeah. mod in history
1: i mean I created an entire well either that or pubg if that was the first battle royale thing because both mm-hmm. of those led to an entire genre of game
0: yeah i i i'd prefer to give it to, to defense of the agents because i don't like the battle royale genre well and... defense
1: of the agents um dota was it came mm-hmm. along uh, much earlier yeah, and was much more, like, decisive, I guess you could say, because for a long time, until League of Legends became a thing, like, it basically had no competition in the genre. It was uh-huh. just Dota. That was it. That was what MOBAs were, were just Dota.
0: And, of course, you know, there was the the, the fantastic song by Bass Hunter, Dota. And if you don't remember that, then you're honestly probably better off.
1: <laughs> Good. I will remain blissfully ignorant. <laughs>
0: the German techno group um, yeah, I'm, I'm playing... I, I'm, I'm already, I'm already
1: out of here. You <laughs> lost me at German techno group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, uh, okay.
2: I'm like, hey,
0: yeah. I played a, I played a lot of League of Legends back in the day, <laughs> and by back in the day, I mean up until about two years ago. Um...
1: <laughs> I played a little bit of Dota when it was new, just to kind of see what all the fuss was about. Day. But I never really got into it. Um, I, I, played, yeah. uh, I played a good amount of Hots for a while. Heroes of the Storm, the Blizzard yeah. Moba, but that was mm-hmm. pretty much it. <laughs>
2: right? Yeah. I mean, I, and like I said, I've kind of stepped out past. You know, once you get past the two games I play a lot, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm Fallout kind and of Skyrim. Uh, kind of out of my, out of my zone. All in Skyrim. I need mean, one. This is my two. Waiting for okay now. I don't know if there's any for Outer Worlds yet. God, I would love it if there were any. What now? Of course, I'd really like it if there was more to Outer Worlds. Uh, any mods, for Outer Worlds? Ah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't know about anything like that. Outer Worlds. There are Outer Worlds is, mods on not, the Nexus. There's not that much. There By are, the way, uh, for, ah! peop,
0: for people who keep talk who, who, who where like, like, it, like I keep mentioning the Nexus. The Nexus is specifically nexusmods.com and is. Like, do you want to mod games? Do you want to, or do you want, yeah, do you want to mod a game? Go to the Nexus, because if there are, if there are mods for the game, you can find those mods on the Nexus. Right. They host, according to their, to their main page, they host over, they host 266,632 files for 1,021 games. Pretty crazy. So they... It, like, it, it's it's just kind of where you go for if you want to find a mod for a game.
2: Right. Well,
0: that That's sense. where I modded Stardew Valley. That's where I modded XCOM. That's where I get my mods for uh, the Dragon Age games. And for, like, it's where I go for my mods. Um, right. And because they're, it's a nice, there it is, all in one space.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The all two right. most heavily modded games on the Nexus are Skyrim and Fallout Four. Go figure.
1: Followed Imagine that.
0: Followed closely by Fallout New Vegas, and then Oblivion. Yeah. And then Wonder Fallout okay. Three. Are there
1: right. are they're... a good amount of Far Cry mods on there. I'd assume there's some Far Cry mods. Probably. Yeah.
2: Okay. There's another one that I actually I think Mike has has played as well that has a lot of mods on it,
1: uh, and that's uh, Conan. Age of Conan. Yeah, Conan Exiles.
0: Oh, Conan Exiles, not Age of Conan. Okay. Uh, and yes, there are mods for every Far Cry game except for the first one. Gotcha. On the next one.
1: Yeah, anything that's got like open world sandbox survival anything in that realm tends to have a bunch of mods for obvious reasons mm-hmm. you know make things more realistic less realistic add a bunch of items alter how items work etc
0: the first far cry game was so completely different from all the other far cry games we could do an episode on far cry at some point
1: yeah I'm definitely do a, oh, we'll do a franchise episode at some point yeah, yeah. back here well, i heard it for a second yeah welcome you're back, back. there we go Oh God, it's getting frustrating. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, Cannot wait should to it
2: it. Yeah, that's my be the last time. Internet,
1: in theory, mm-hmm.
2: hopefully here in a couple. Yeah, this one or one more. Um, yeah. But I have seen what real internet looks like. It's it's <laughs> glorious. Um, the fiber optic light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly, the only downside exactly. to that
0: fiber optic light is that it's powered by CenturyLink.
2: Oh uh, well, it beats what I have, which is like you know. It's, yes, I, it I don't call it's it a microwave anymore.
0: transmission transmission from Neptune. You're
2: right. This is true. true. Yeah, I, I don't have internet. I have yeah uh,
1: I
0: have lost the thread. Where were
1: we? Well, we're talking about Far Cry mods and uh, survival game mods, Conan Exiles, etc. Mm.
0: Ah, yes. Right. We're talking about Conan. Yeah, Conan Exiles. Go for which... it. I haven't played any of that. So I will now tune out. Well, as, Conan as well Exiles. I like, and we were talking 34. about uh, Doctor Who.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Conan is like Rule 34 per sonified i mean there are tits everywhere on that on that one
1: and that's before you mod the game yeah that's <laughs> gonna say i was about to say like <laughs> that's a default <laughs> setting then it just goes from there <laughs> yeah. well, exactly. the, it's funny it uh much age of yeah. conan because that was yeah. one of the big things that people are talking about age of conan they're like oh my gosh they're they're boobs and such and it's adult rated <laughs> blah blah blah
2: <laughs> conan exile hold my hold my
1: ale <laughs> Yep. yeah yeah because the exiles similar to the other stuff with like the all the the weapons and armor just the ridiculous amount of weapons and armors that are added to it
2: yeah oh, and you know you can actually there's one that lets you take and in, go into admin mode uh on the game you know without actually having to have a server and uh and just you know let you let you just completely max it out there's there's one that lets you take the you know take the levels past the 50. Cap. Right. You know. Um, and then there's like the one on the server that we were that we used to play on. I don't know if you play on that one still, Mike. Um, but I mean that one had what the uh had some of the uh that has that has had some uh uh oh god, I can't remember it, has been so long, but there was some clothing mods, you know, for women. I was just like, dying <laughs> what, dun- yeah, what dungeon of- did fun. I just oh, wander yeah, what dungeon did I just wander into? <laughs> so
1: yeah, it gets pretty redonk.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and the there's a lot of different mods. Most of those are gameplay mods as opposed to, of course, you can add weapons and things like that. Um, a lot of the a lot of the ones that I've used are you know game gameplay game modifications let you get more skill points and things like that
1: yeah I mean there's a baseline of just like server settings and stuff within the game so like you have yeah. stuff where like the day/night cycle is longer or shorter and like your mm-hmm. thirst meter and hunger meter is like you know moves up faster slower or whatever there's a lot of there's a lot of customization just within the base game so um, right it's, you know it's kind of like there's a baseline of stuff that's just already kind of baked in so modders can spend their time doing other stuff just adding right. new stuff entirely
2: mostly skins and uh you know skins and character looks um and yeah uh,
1: and I saw one thing I didn't actually play uh with it myself but I saw they they had this um there is a, a mod that like changed the character creator a lot so you could like you could have all sorts of different, like, looks and stuff and, like, skin colors that aren't normal skin colors. So you could have, like, some weird blue alien or, like, elf-looking person or whatever. Like, it just really opened up all these options Mm -hmm. on it. Because, you know, obviously the whole thing with Conan is, like, this gritty, at least semi-realistic setting, you know. uh, And a lot of, you know, the the source material for the books and uh, graphic novels and movies and whatnot were Mm -hmm. based on, like, actual cultures from, you know, reality. So it makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it was, uh, so yeah, there's only humans in the base game. And I think there's mods in it that let you make elves and other things. Yeah. You know, and there's no actual magic in the game, um, except for, like, the religious stuff. Uh, right. Um, and, you know, the religions. So I think there are magic mods. Um, I mean, they, they, the game itself put some in, but, man, they were just like, they, it was like, you you can raise the dead and use them to fight for you and stuff like that as opposed yeah. to actual you know like magic magic you know of course the the feel for conan magic is a is a subtle thing you know you're cursed or things like that right you know there are no there are no fireballs in conan no fireballs in hyperborea
0: well there there are it's just it's a big glowing
2: fireball in the sky that's trying to kill you <laughs> right. right yeah yeah, no, the sun the sun is only one of the many things and then there's a dust storm. Oh my god. I hated that fucking dust storm.
1: Yeah, you just gotta <laughs> get the um you just gotta get that like breathing mask thing, mm. that, that that hood or hat or helmet or whatever the hell. There are a few different yeah. kinds you could get. Summary, yeah.
2: Yeah, there's the breathing mask. There are tents you can make. Um but those are those are actual you know, oh yeah, that was that's that another within.
1: thing. That's one of the um, biggest things with I mean, the, 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 the building stuff the materials like different types of like walls and floors and ceilings and decor and stuff like that that's a huge yeah. focus of the of the modding there is just all the building stuff you know it's like it's like having different types of like right um, legos or tinker toys or whatever you know it's just like oh hey here's a whole new right. set of like pieces to build with and mess around with
2: right exactly yeah a lot of that there's a lot of modding with the the weapon skins the uh um, you know, the, the building, the building stuff, I think, um, yeah, And then of course, you know, you start browsing through the mods for stuff like that. There's a lot of rule 34 mods in there, you know? Yep. Um, I think, I think travel mods were in there before, uh, you know, they actually created travel mods. I think there was a riverboat mod
1: in there at one point. Yeah, there's some transportation type stuff like, you know, warp points or whatever.
2: Yeah, warp points were... Yeah, I think warp points were on the on the Pippi server uh, where you could set warp points, which is kind of cool.
1: So, yeah, some quality of life stuff in there, too.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like... All right, we've bored Neil enough. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> right. I just don't have no,
2: anything...
1: I'm, saying... I'm not bored. I just don't have anything to contribute. So.
2: Right? <laughs> no, no, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I really... I mean... Uh, Conan Exiles was one of the few games I've played a lot. And then, you know, now that I can't play it, I've Jones for it every now and again. But, um, yeah, I I have, like, my two or three games, you know. Uh, There are some mods for my time at Porsche that are pretty fun. Um, But, you know, that game is is not really designed, is not really mod heavy. Not all games
0: really, like, lend themselves to modding either. Like,
2: yeah. Yeah. That's
1: but true.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of what we what we've, you know, covered here is a lot of mods just change the flavor of the game. You know? I mean there are cheap mods, but I, I look at those you know, eh, and go, eh, that just makes the game too easy. Yeah, you know, I like the ones that give flavor that, you know, change the look of things or, you know, give give ability to work within the game, but not necessarily like, you know, make me a god.
0: There, like I like so I like mo- most any kind of mob. Like mm-hmm. I'll play like when I first played Fallout Four, I played it pretty much straight, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, now let's break the game over my knee. Um, <laughs> like yeah. I I will fully admit to to cheating uh, because it's a single player game, and you can't tell me how to have fun, um, mm-hmm. right? So you know, yeah, doing they're, things they're... like making Dog Meat, uh, you know, an a you know a a you know an engine of death by you know upping his damage to like seventy billion and just be like, go kill, go kill, every, go kill, hey, Dog Meat, go kill that super mutant behemoth with a with a single
1: bite. Cujo mod.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now there there are mods that you can put together to make One Punch Man for Fallout
1: Four. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember uh,
0: the one time that I actually did any game modding of my own, because it was really easy, I made a mod that I called Dankest Dungeon, uh, which was a Darkest Dungeon mod. And it was a a cheat mod, I will fully admit that, but uh, I made it... I I, I completely subverted the concept of the game in in so making. (laughs) And it was funny. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, Well, I think I've kind of... completely exhausted my knowledge of mods
0: i'm kind of starting to run out of ideas as well at the same time we're also kind of running low on time so that works out Uh, well i mean we've been we've been going for about an hour 10 this might just be a shorter episode um i'm i'm mike what do you got because i'm also kind of tapped at this point
1: Oh, I remember a few other mods I've enjoyed. Uh, Take it away,
0: O. So, uh,
1: original Half-Life, there is a great mod called Action Half-Life. Did you ever try that one?
0: Uh, maybe. Oh, man.
1: Basically, um, uh, it's like all the action movie like characters and tropes and mm-hmm. guns and stuff. So, like, you had the... Uh, you had like the Boondock Saints uh, skins, where you have like the jeans and the ski masks and the trench coats, uh, or not tr- trench coats, pea coats, uh, and like their their dual pistols. And you have all the like John Woo style, like uh, leaping forward and leaping sideways and leaping backwards. Mm-hmm. Some of the Max Payne kind of stuff, um, and uh, just a lot of it was like it was like the gameplay with the with the maneuvers. So like you do the thing where you like leap forward while firing, mm-hmm. a, basically leap in any direction while firing the guns and roll action roll and stuff like that yeah and, um they had uh, all these other characters too you had like characters inspired from various um franchises and guns as well so you had like the castor troy like golden handguns you know with the like black with the dragons on them and stuff that was pretty mm-hmm. cool so you got like face off boondock saints die hard movies uh, all the just any kind of you know any kind of hard-boiled any kind of like action movie and pulpy thing was kind of like thrown in there together and it was uh it was mainly a um, free-for-all or team deathmatch uh, setting kind of deal. You know, it had that a was what mod. it was called.
0: Sorry, what's that? I was trying to remember the one, like one of the one of the absolute best uh, Half-Life 2 mods I've ever played, um, and it's uh, called uh, Minerva Metastasis. Oh yeah, I know that mod. Um, and it is so very good because it's its own it's its own separate thing um also a really great uh half-life 2 mod um which got re- later released as its own game um is the stanley parable which is fantastic and let's see where am i at there there is uh there's an achievement that you can get in the stanley parable called go outside um and uh you you achieve that by not playing the game for five years <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: I am so far three years and two months into my run for that particular achievement. I, I highly do. I do highly recommend te- checking out the Stanley parable though. It's, it's, it is, it, it is a fantastic bit of, of, uh, of, uh, it's a narrative. It's, it's really good storytelling.
1: I have another, uh, another half-life mod, um, that I just loved the crap out of, but never quite, um, got the popularity of like a counter-strike or a day of defeat or whatever it's called science and industry and uh gosh that game was so fun the the basic uh the setup to the game is that um it's a team you know it's a team team versus team game and the setup was that each of you were like these um you worked for a corporation and the objective was to uh, raid the other corporations headquarters and steal their scientists kidnap their scientists and take them back to yours so that you'd get their research and know how to whatnot and um whoever uh i don't know if it was i, f- I forget the exact scoring mechanism but i think it was i want to say it was like a total profit kind of thing where like the more like uh the more scientists you have and the longer you hold on to them and stuff like the more money you earn and whoever whichever team has the most money at the end wins or something like that but um it was really unique and fun gameplay because um uh, you would, uh, you would, you'd have like a baseline of like your research and profit. There's just kind of like a ticker, like a cab meter or whatever that's going on. And like I said, the more scientists you get, um, the, the quicker it advances and everything. But so you start off with just, um, just a basic pistol, just a basic semi-automatic handgun, and, uh, and a melee weapon, which in this is a briefcase, like a metal, like a hard metal, like a steel briefcase that you'd bludgeon people to death with, which, by the way, is just very satisfying to get a kill with a briefcase. Um, but as you went on, um, whenever you hit a certain point in your research, there would, there would be a vote that would come up, and your team would all cast a vote. And uh, that would determine what the next thing is that you research. So you could you would unlock new weapons and um, or like a better version of a of a weapon, or you mm-hmm. would like advance. Uh, you would research like biotechnology to start with more max health, or to like regen your health, or like body armor, and then like upgrade that. So you'd start with more and more body armor. So like. It would be a progressive thing, kind of like uh, kind of like feats and like a Pathfinder D&D kind of thing where it's like, all right, you have to have this research thing to then advance to this next research thing. So you start off and you just have a pistol and a briefcase, but you'd get things that you'd get like shotguns and some machine guns and you'd get like the Tau cannon from Half-Life and the, the crossbow, which is the sniper weapon and stuff and all sorts of crazy shit. And it's just really fun. And uh, for some reason, I was just I got really ridiculously good at the game. And I would name myself Dogbert because you know corporate uh, <laughs> course, heartless yeah. person. Um, yeah, and it was it was very satisfying. My weapon of choice was the crossbow because you'd have some of the maps where like the map design on some of the maps um, that had a decent uh, amount of outdoor space in the map. You'd have you'd have a line of sight for days. Like in some, you could even have a full line of sight out to the other person's base, uh, assuming they were outside. You could snipe them from any distance. And I just always loved the satisfying nature of that crossbow from the original half, like thunk, thunk, whenever you <laughs> pulled off a kill. And the thing that got so crazy about it is like is the game would the the match would get longer like as it got later and later in the match and people were getting tougher and tougher to kill um if you didn't have the right weapon because there's because of the research, if they did the research where they had like more health and armor and all that. So I'd get into a situation where like some dude would be like running towards my base, and he'd have like a rifle or SMG or whatever he had where he couldn't he couldn't reach me because uh, we had researched the crossbow and they hadn't. And of course, I vote for that every time because I was a baller with it, but um, I would have it before their team would have it. So they, they they could not snipe me at all. They just didn't have a weapon to do it with. So they'd be running and I would hit him with the crossbow. And they'd realize that I'm sniping them. And they'd start going serpentine and jumping and jumping and crouching, trying to do all these crazy things to not get hit. But it wouldn't work. And I would just, like, Mm -hmm. I'd snipe them, like, three to five times until they were finally dead. And it was so funny because, like, it took so many hits, but I still managed to kill them before they, they reached our... Our base, and it, then I got to run over and take their stuff. Uh, so it's pretty funny because that's the other thing you could like—you could pick up ammo from their dead bodies and stuff. And it was great because uh, whenever you kidnap the scientist, the way you would do it is you would hit them over the head with your briefcase, and then it would instantly change your player model to your player model holding the briefcase in one hand and having the scientist slung over their shoulder uh, on the other side of their body. <laughs> and of course, you, you moved super slow when you had the uh, the scientist over your shoulder. But that's, that's Industry the most... is apparently
0: still a semi-active uh, game mod um, with an okay with a uh, apparently an own, their own Discord and uh, Steam group as well.
1: Oh, I'll be damned! So is it, uh, is it on um, is it the original or is it on Half-Life 2? What? Well,
0: ori- It's still on the original Half-Life engine.
1: Oh, Holy shit! I may have to download that just to uh, just see how it uh, plays these days. And they well,
0: I mean, semi-active. They released a build 1.4b14 on. January the 19th of 2019, so they haven't released a thing in about a year, but it looks like previously, you know, they were doing, like, I don't know how frequent updates, so...
1: Yeah, I didn't know it was still a thing. That's cool. But yeah, I just I have a lot of good memories of kicking ass in that game, and I just mm-hmm. love the the unique um, nature of the of how the gameplay worked. I hadn't really seen anything quite like that before.
0: You remind me of something that wasn't isn't actually a, a bug, but uh, or isn't, it wasn't actually a mod. It was a bug that was later made into a feature, but it's still just worth briefly mentioning. Um, in uh, in Hitman 2. Um, <laughs> the the re the, the the re-releases of the Hitman games and Hitman yeah. 2 um there was a uh you could there was a, a throwable briefcase and you could you could throw your a briefcase and brain someone with it and at one point in an update they screwed up something with the uh, welcome back again ben they screwed up something with the coding in in it and the briefcase once you threw it would always hit whoever you were you had thrown it at.
1: So was like a humming briefcase.
0: <laughs> yes, like it would go around corners, it would right. go farther than it was supposed to. And this was obviously a bug, so they fixed it. And then, a week after they fixed it, they introduced the new executive briefcase, <laughs> which was just the bug intact.
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> because <laughs> you get some really stupid bizarre things because you target someone who was like i don't know like on a motorcycle and you'd throw it and it would just kind of go It would tumble end over end over end and just finally <laughs> smack the person in the head and they yeah. would die instantly uh
1: <laughs> well i love that i love that dev philosophy where it's like you stumble across a thing that tons of people are just enjoying i mean it's mm-hmm. not technically supposed to be like that and you're just like well fuck it it's gonna be that way because everyone loves it so yeah there you go
0: the homing briefcase That's great <laughs>
1: there's a lot of uh um, there's a lot of mods for the unreal tournament games too um and i remember you know that was kind of a thing with the unreal franchise was um or i should just say unreal franchise in general because there's a lot of mods for the regular unreal games too but um there's the whole concept of mutators you know where you had all the different like ways to Change the setting of the game within the game itself, like the insta game mode and all this other stuff. So there's always a lot of mods for those. And I remember uh, the original Unreal Tournament. They made a game. I think it was called SWAT, and it was it was very Counter Strike esque. You know, it was around that time when when that was a new thing and popular. It was it was pretty darn fun. And I remember the thing that stuck with me with that game is that um, they had the AI. uh, They had the AI like programmed and scripted so that if somebody would die nearby um like the hostages because it was like counter-strike where you would you know get the hostages and bring them back or whatever Mm -hmm. um They would have a thing where, like, if somebody died near the hostage, the hostage would go over and pick up their gun and, like, try to escape. It was pretty awesome. It reminds it kind of reminded me of the scientists like pulling out a gun and shooting you back in Goldeneye. It's a little different because they would actually try to make a break for it if, like, the conditions were right, you know. But that was pretty amusing. Oh, some part of the game I never played. Dramatic Um, (laughs) gunfight, and then somebody thinks they won, and then the guy just picks up the gun and, like, wastes them. When they're not even looking, that's <laughs> pretty funny. But yeah, I'm I'm uh, pretty tapped out. I think myself. <laughs> I think we're all
0: kind of out of stuff to talk about. I believe if we are if we are gonna be it, that we are shooting for talking about Hamilton next. Yeah. Musical episode, everybody. We're gonna do it all in song and rap.
1: <laughs> we would have to have a, a solid connection. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that's for <laughs> yes, for
2: sure. As to yeah. say, and you know more talent than I've got where music is concerned. Yeah, no,
0: I, uh, that, 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 that that's, uh, I am, I am being facetious there. I, we, I don't think like, I don't think anyone really wants to hear any of us rap. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I personally feel like I have a decent singing voice, but I can't rap. So, <laughs> well, um, hopefully, yes. Like, I, like I said, hopefully next time we're going to talk, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, Hamilton. If not, we'll talk about something else, but, uh, this has been Neil.
2: The one true Ben
0: for a while and Mike and we'll talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions it is brought to you by a letter and a number. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm and ending theme is March of the Mind both by Kevin McLeod. If there was interstitial music in this episode it'll be listed in the doobly-doo. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow us, etc., etc. Anything that you can do to help boost the signal and work the algorithm to make us more discoverable is appreciated. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash workintheory. A final thought. This outro is recorded in advance, and you may never hear it. It kind of depends on whether Neil has time to record a regular outro for an episode or if something gets in the way.